Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep-dive everything Vanderpump Rules. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. What's up? I almost forgot who I was for a second. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so, part two. Part two of the Bethany, Rachel, Raquel interview dropped, and we are here to talk about it all. Okay, so going back to yesterday when you said that you've been seeing reports that Raquel was paid 350k, I did now see those, and then Lisa, TMZ caught Lisa in the alley, and she's like, oh, I think she was worth, she was rather well paid at $361,000, so yeah. I'm torn. I'm wondering, a lot of people were talking about maybe she was given a bonus for the reunion, and that would then line up with her having a lower salary, and then maybe a big bonus, like 100k or 150k for the reunion. Yeah, I don't know. Because... If we think about it, wasn't season nine her first time in opening credits? I don't know. I mean, she just mentioned on there that it's her fifth season. Um, I I feel like... Fifth season, uh, but like the first time she was in opening credits was last was season nine. Hmm. So I find it hard to believe that they would pay her like 300 grand and then she got a slight increase for season 10. But maybe... Yeah, I I believe it. I, I I mean, I hope that's what they paid her because that's what she should have been paid at least with everything she did. Yeah, because season nine was so much about James and Raquel, mm-hmm. pretty much like the whole season. And then season 10 was all about them, her. Yeah. And then when you really take away taxes and her, you know, people that she has to pay whether it's agent or manager or publicist or whomever and then living in a hey i don't know it's it's the weather or what but my cable just keeps failing my tvs are going out all in the last half hour of course before that it was fine <laughs> that's so yeah what the heck so okay she had to pay all her people it's just not much when you're living in la mm-hmm So, and then the other thing Brad put out, none of us saw the video. So do you think, I don't know, she said people referenced it, mentioned it, commented about it online. I I don't give specifics. I don't even think that like for if it was me that that happened to like I I would just like cover my basis and still do a cease and desist for sure. Um, just to like make sure it doesn't get spread around. Yeah. But she kind of said that some of their mutual friends had seen it. They had mentioned it, referenced it and made comments online. And then Brad by Brad came out and was like, none of us saw it. I I, I feel like I'd have to go back in like my notes, but I, I feel like we heard reports of describing exactly what it was. Like, even, like, on podcasts yeah. and things like that. Mm. Okay. 
Well, maybe Brad, she just didn't share it with you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't see it's yeah, something that was passed around or anything, but all right, well, should we just jump into the podcast? Yes. So she kind of starts off with the Sheena aspect of it and says that she well, she said she did physically assault her, pushed her against a brick wall where her head bashed kind of against it, then threw a punch at her. She still has a scar, threw her phone on the ground, and then she called Ariana and Raquel called Sandoval, and she said, Sheena just punched me, and he said, did I know? I just heard Sheena say that to Ariana on the phone that I just punched that bitch in the face and threw her phone to the street. I mean, Sandoval did say that on the reunion, too, but we also know Sandoval's a liar and likes to, his whole focus is making himself look good. Mm -hmm. Like, Kel's confirming that, you know, when she's like, why did you say that? But So, here's my issue. We were all like, Sheena can't do it. She can't form a fist. She can't, she can certainly push. There's there's really two exhibits here. When Sheena was in the photograph with Sandoval in Lake Tahoe that everyone got up in arms about, she's like, you don't even you didn't even see where my arm was placed behind him. I didn't even have my hand on his back. I made a fist and had my fist against him. I'm like, ooh, don't say that, Sheena. You can't make a fist, remember? Yeah. And then after court, once the TRO was dismissed, and I remember this specifically because we were in Irvine podcasting and I asked a question and I said because Sheena got a little comfortable then talking about you know as Raquel mentioned she did the punch face emoji or the fist emoji or whatever Mm -hmm. but Sheena did talk about she got ballsy and said yeah yeah I pushed her yeah I did something I forget exactly what she said but she said it like publicly on a podcast and it's in print and I, I asked a question saying, is that a good idea? I know the TRO was dropped, but it can always be refiled again. And while it's unlikely it would be granted, Raquel could still go and sue civilly. So I thought it was unwise to kind of like, okay, you cleared your name, but there's still things that could come back to haunt you so maybe just like zip it and don't certainly don't speak publicly about yeah I I did some of it or I did a little bit of it you know what I mean right so with those two things I tend to believe that it did happen Mm -hmm. you know what do you think I mean I always thought it did um yeah yeah I always thought like the stage and fabrication that she kind of implies later on too, or suggest as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought though that she could have gone in a little bit more on Sheena and she decided to just stick with kind of like her truth of saying like, this is what like really happened. Um, and they didn't get like too much into the kind of showboating that happened after that. Um, I thought that was really interesting. She could have gone in harder, I thought, but she just like stuck to the facts and was like, here's what happened. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So then she said she did file the 
Piero because she didn't feel safe, which I think is, you know, a stretch. I don't know. It seems, you know, unlikely to think, like, is she going to be stalking outside your front door and going to jump you? Or they're all going to jump you. They're just not, like, the kind of people that, I don't know. I I think, like, my overall, like, vibe with Raquel is that all along she's received, like, not great advice on how to handle things. And she gets an idea and then she kind of runs with it, not really thinking of like repercussions. Yeah. Like what it's going to look like and feel like down the line. And I, I'm sure that people around her were saying like, you have to do this. Like you have to stand up for yourself. You have to, you know, go through these steps. And I think she listened and yeah, I don't think that it was probably like truly necessary. And then especially what it did with the reunion and having to, you know, for her to not be on stage and just like all the logistics of that. I don't think they thought that through. Right. Yeah. So what next? She talks about Sandoval and the recording. Yes. She, she says she didn't know Sandoval recorded her. If he had asked, she would have said no. She asked why, and he said, I, I wanted to see you to see how beautiful you are. And um, I guess so she said all of this on the reunion, confronting him, like, why he did that and why her privacy didn't matter to him. She felt violated. I wouldn't have given you permission. And then later he said, dude, why did you say that on camera? That made me look bad. And then that, I think, is when we see Sandoval in the – alley with the production yelling at production saying he's done he's not going to film she said that he was saying he would stop filming the reunion unless production took that part out so every everything like up until then seems like pretty believable like you have like a shitty boyfriend that records you without your knowledge and then tries to spin it back on you and like and flatter you by saying like I just wanted to see how beautiful how beautiful you are in my eyes you know we can watch it again together like it was just like so yucky and um and then the fact that she tried to call him out and he said I won't film because you just made me look bad like it's just so Sandoval so Sandoval and like like, I, I 100% believe it. It sounds like totally something he would do. So then Bravo came out and said, Tom has no control over the editing rights. And that didn't happen. And we also did not offer him a producer credit if he came on for season 11, which Raquel said that Tom, and I believe Raquel, I believe that Tom told her, look, I'm going to get a producer credit. That means, you know, I'll have control over the editing. I can make you look good in season 11. Like, I believe he told her that. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Bravo's denying it. I also believe that they told him that. I think that they were telling those two anything they could to make them come and film and continue. Um, That's what they do. That's their job is to get them to continue and to lie. And that's the name of the game. So I kind of believe it both. And not to mention, we heard that exactly during that time. 
we heard that come out, that he refused to film. He stopped. He was trying to control the narrative. We heard that from numerous cast members. Yeah. And we saw, like, footage of that where mm-hmm. it, it lines up with his body language and yelling at production. So this leads Raquel to, you know, Bethany to kind of make the implication that, hmm, it sounds like, okay, Alex Baskin went on record, they said, saying VPR would have been canceled if Scandal didn't happen. But look now, everyone's benefited. The jobs are renewed. The show's renewed. The merch sales are through the roof. The restaurants are thriving. Bravo's making money off of all of this due to the Bethany clause. Everyone's making bank, except Raquel. She's in a deficit. So is it like Raquel's now questioning, like even Sandoval, was he just with me because they knew they would probably be canceled and they need to shake things up? And this is fabricated because a scandal like this could really reinvigorate the show and their jobs and was this fabricated and staged like you've talked about I never I never put my theory to work with having Raquel not in on it um and that was actually like an interesting it kind of makes more sense it it kind of does um and I I yeah I kind of wouldn't put it past Sandoval. Um, And then listening to that, the other, the podcast that you sent me today, uh, there were some little things in that too, where I was like, huh, like the way they were talking about how Scandoval went down and how they were um, little by little feeding us things, sending us little, they were controlling the narrative of how it was coming out and they had full control of the story. That to me, like it just rang in my head, like, just a red flag. Like, it was another red flag to me where I was like, hmm. They knew TMC was getting it. They liked it because they could control it. They were ahead of it. They were in control and in charge of the story and what was put out. No doubt working hand-in-hand with TMZ since they're the only ones seeming to be getting all of these breaking news stories. And what's so funny is I'm like, wow, this is just a really – you know, on the on the cutting edge hustling team, but it obviously these guys are are doing their job, but it, they don't seem like the most polished, sharpest investigative journalists. You know, they're like stumbling for words, mm-hmm. like the way Sandoval does. So I'm like, it seems to me there's a little arrangement. <laughs> well, and I I also just think like listening to to people talk about Scandoval and. How how was this different, and what was it? Do you know what it was? Like another another group of people who deserve a big pat on the back and a thank you is people like us who kept the story going, who kept the viewers engaged because we were the ones doing the work, putting out the content well, as they were feeding it to everyone. Yes, they were cameras up, but we weren't getting anything at that point. It was the viewers and the fans and the podcasters and the content creators that really um, – Egged this whole yeah, like we got we kept the ball rolling. Without us, there would not be a scandal. There wouldn't. Yeah, we're the ones that had all the live footage. And I, when I say we, I'm not just talking about Helena. Yes, we're key players in that, but there's plenty of others. There's a handful of us that that did it. 
so that's what kind of pissed me off. And when I was talking yesterday, I'm like, this, this will be the podcast for the people. Um, it's also because I've been a little irritated with the cast and their ego. Like Lala just did it again yesterday. They all love to do this. Um, she said Sheena had texted her, "Are you? how are you doing? And she meant in reference to the photo of Lala hugging Sandoval at the beach. Well, Lala didn't even know anything about it. And she, and she goes, oh, I don't care about that. She's like, do you think I care what Mary from Mississippi thinks? Or, you know, and they always do that. And I'm like, you know what? They're always insulting other states and like, you know, Kim from Iowa, who cares what she thinks? It's like, these are the people employing you. Do you get this? It's us. It's Kim from Iowa and Mary from Mississippi. Without these people, you have no show. You have no mm-hmm. listeners, viewers. You have no fans to buy your merch that you bought a house with. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so insulting. And they like production, Bravo. Yes, they need to be supporting and promoting us because all we've done is boost their show, awareness, free marketing, free advertising. You're welcome. We (laughs) we also made their story legit by being at the events that these that their storyline took place at to make it real. We were there the night when Tom's phone fell out onto the stage. We were there the night that his band performed after the news broke. We we've basically we've been at these historical moments, and without our story, without us validating what they're feeding to quote unquote feeding to us, which was their words. It wouldn't be legit. We were there this week to watch Ariana give Kyle Chan a big hug, which interesting, you know, after I will not associate with anyone associated with Tom. Granted, times change. People move on. She's perfectly fine if she wants to get along with Kyle Chan. It's just it's nice to see these things because if they're going to contradict what happens on the show at least we saw the truth and we'd be like huh you're not talking to Kyle well that's interesting because when cameras went down you gave him a big hug yeah Mm -hmm. you know but it's things like that and I'm not saying that that's just a an example uh hypothetical regarding the Ariana thing I mean not her hug that was real but you know it's just it's good to have people like us and the the fans that are going to these events to exactly validate and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Auth- authenticate. Yeah, really. really. Otherwise, it's just whatever they want to tell us. Totally. Whew. So, yeah, it does kind of seem, you know, if they did offer producer credit, obviously a raise that they're rewarding, you know, Scandaval, and they kind of talk about that rewarding bad behavior, and kind of it being the opposite of like real life. Yeah. So she starts talking about the Kristen of it all. Yes. That, you know, we talked about this the other night. We talked about this last week. So we have had people send us tips. We've heard rumblings. We've talked to different people. I've now we but we didn't feel comfortable discussing it until like there's more receipts, more legitimacy. You can't just take an anonymous tip emailed to you and be like, oh, "Really?" and then go and blast it and say, "You know, we'll get sued for that." I yeah, and I and I feel like this is more serious than Scandal. Like this is like and, where and Max and all of these other stories. Yeah, like where like a crime has literally taken place. So this is the alleged Vanity Fair article that will be coming out, should be allegedly coming out. I don't know that 
is what, um, and now we've heard it, Bethany and Raquel talked about it, Kristen's talked about it. Kristen talks about this person in her book. She goes, you all know who it is. And we've read her book, and it's very clear. She describes Sandoval to a T, but she calls him like Tim instead of Tom or whatever. Uh-huh. So she's And she's been very vocal since on her podcast, on her social media, about James and alleged abuse to her and other incidents she knows about. There's allegedly other people that have claims. I don't know if they have charges, but they have claims that this article supposedly will be addressing or, or telling the story of. And Raquel knows of these. She knows of Kristen. She said she believes it because she has seen firsthand some of the stuff he's done. People, she didn't mention her nose, but people in the, you know, in the in the forums are wondering about her nose, you know, last mm-hmm. year. Um, so there should be something coming. And the, so Kristen was pushing this, you guys wait, it's all coming out. It's all coming out. And then all of a sudden Kristen went quiet and stopped talking about this recently. In the last couple of months, she spent the first part of this year really pushing this narrative and storyline um, at the same time, scandal was going on. She was still she was going after James and wanted to bring him down. And then recently, she's just kind of gone quiet about it. And so the allegation here is, oh, bravo! And just like we speculated last week, we said, you know, between Scandal, the Raquel, you know, emotional abuse, mental health issues. If they have another, and then the below decks to, going on, the you know almost sexual assault or rape that potentially almost happened, Bravo can't have another scandal. If they have a scandal like this where they've been pumping up James, and allegations come out something like that, it's going to take them down or seriously damage them. So they need that story to be quiet or go away. And Kristen got quiet, and Kristen got a spinoff right at the same time. Now, Kristen's denying that they're like she got hush money, but she's saying what Raquel is saying is true about the allegations. So I appreciated that she came out and and didn't say that Raquel is crazy, a liar, like all of that. Like she very calmly said, like, there is truth to what she said, which I, it's like, thank you for saying that. And I thought that Raquel did a good job of just saying, like, you know, <sighs> Some people were saying she was, like, shit-talking Kristen, but I think she was just, like, pointing out that it is a little strange that she was making these allegations, and then she gets a spinoff, and now it's silent. Like, I think that's a fair thing to say. Um, yes. Now, and Logan No too. Logan No has always maintained his story with James, stories with James, and now he's buzzing around like his best friend. Um... All, all you know, I'm gonna, and, and he's been yeah. filming. Logan, sorry, Logan's been filming every day. Lala's filming, so, huh? Okay. Yeah, sorry. I was just, you know, I was just gonna say, like, all I'm gonna say is that these, I guess we'll say, allegations, we have heard about them for for years, years. Not this didn't just come up. Um, I think there's like a new rumbling coming up right now. But um, we have definitely heard of this um, for years. And I just, I think this is like very dangerous 
for the cast members to be keeping quiet or to be pushing through trying to keep their jobs and keeping everything going. If it's true, like, it, it's, that's like a, a no-go for me. Yeah, if the cast knows. And there's been indications that they do. And they're just either going, putting earmuffs on and going, la, 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 la. No, no pun intended. Um, you know, because it's inconvenient to yeah, know and, and, and be, dangerous to say Absolutely, anything. because just like you said, if it does come out and there is some sort of investigation or whatever it is, it really could stop things in their track, which... Of course, none of them want, but I, I, I just, I, I don't think it's something that you can just, like, turn your head the other way about, in my opinion. Yeah, because it, it will come out, and it sounds like it is coming out. So, this could be, I mean, two ways about it. People could boycott Bravo and Vanderpump Rules or it could attract more people because now there's another scandal and they want to see who this person is that's right. accused of these things. Right. But either way, like they were saying, people are rewarded for bad behavior. So he's very heavily featured on the show. He was very heavily applauded in season 10. Um so they're rewarding bad behavior. They're hiring people that were fired and canceled because now they have new villains, Sandoval and Raquel. So now the old villains can come back and redeem themselves. So it's very much encouraged to look, be a villain, have a scandal. You might have to, you might be hated for a couple of years, but then you'll come back bigger and better. It's just a cycle and we'll reward you when you come back. Yeah. You know, and like and and I feel like after watching this show for 10 years like uh, I that's 100% how it is. Like we've seen how, you know, someone gets the bad edit, they come back, they're redeemed, you know, like it's it it goes up and down and that's and that's what we love about reality TV. So the whole thing is like I I just have a feeling that for season 11 it's going to be like us as the viewers are really going to have to take a hard look at ourselves and see like are we still into this like is like we created this um are are we still <laughs> are we still good with it with everything that comes out it's like it, it's getting to be a lot you know I don't know Yeah the emotional abuse I mean boy Bethany sure burned a bridge with Andy Cohen when she's like he's your boss or a boss. He's a parent. And, and you were clearly upset. You needed a minute. You walked off stage and he's like, come back, wait, come back. She's like, he was not protecting you. She's like, was there no one like Lisa? You know, obviously there's no HR person on the reality network, but shows, but when she said Lisa and I thought it kind of reminded me as she does every year on the reunions, but when they were beating on Sandoval, Lisa kept stepping in and that's enough. Just, you don't need, you don't need to beat on him any further. Like she was trying to stop the abuse, the verbal abuse against Sandoval. Mm -hmm. Was she doing that when Raquel came out? No, I don't. If she was, and, well, not to the extent. And even in that, the latest podcast that I just listened to that her and Alex Bas at Baskin at like even address that they say that she specifically wanted to sit in a different placement yeah. for the reunion to assist Sandoval not Raquel yeah. she said Sandoval 
And yet Raquel got far worse verbal insults and attacking. When Bethany read it all together, yes, it's not how it went down. When you put it together, it's even worse. But, you know, yeah, Sandoval got your worm with a mustache and a poo-poo hood hardly touches the words that were said to Raquel. And Lisa needs there to protect 42-year-old Sandoval. Who got, who, who, who got to be on stage the entire time. Like, that was another thing that was pointed out where I thought, you know what, I didn't even think about that. Like, why did he get to sit there like that the whole time? Like, they really did give him special treatment that I don't know that he deserved. If Raquel didn't deserve it, if Raquel doesn't deserve to be a human or be treated like a human, why did Sandoval? Right. It's just, you know... I, I've read a lot of the comments you guys have posted, and I know there's just a lot of Raquel's not taking accountability, and so you know a lot of it for her. So we're not here to say Raquel's innocent; she's a victim. It's just when you compare the treatment of Sandoval and Raquel from the cast, from production, from Lisa, it is so different. And he's rewarded, and she's kind of hung out to dry. Um, and I like, know. and it's I just... do, I do absolutely see um, that the things that Raquel is coming out and like kind of doubling down on, it is frustrating. I, I think that if I was advising her, I would have, I really think she should have come out strongly again, apol- like apologizing one more time, taking ownership for what she did and really making the statement of like, I made those mistakes, like, I don't know where to go from here, and kind of, like, I don't know, taking that backseat to, like, what the future holds for her, and kind of not letting us decide, but leaving it more open instead of kind of pointing back the fingers at certain things that, there's some things that I feel like she, like, really can't complain about because she, like, did them to herself, even right. even when she's when Bethany was reading the horrible things that everyone said and she's like I didn't deserve that like no one deserves to be talked to like that what well, that's true 100% but I feel like if she would have said like I know the emotions were so high right after this and I knew I was going to take this beating but when I went back and I heard the words it like took me it it like took me to such a low place I think that saying something like that like how it affected her rather than saying it wasn't fair may yeah. may like play better than being like I didn't deserve and, that because I also yeah because she kind of did I, I don't know and also to say like and also no one deserves what Ariana went through with the lies, betrayal on both yes. my part and Sandoval's. Like, if she, you know, added that in, too. Like, it wasn't fair what happened to Ariana either. Um, there's different types of pain that was, you know, ensued by all of you. And, like, and yeah, and, like yeah, and then I think then she could have, like, gone back and been, like, emotional abuse is, like, just as hard as, like, like there's just things she said where I was like, that's true, but, like, People, they, they need, like, a little more closure on it. You, I, I don't know. And I like, they did, well, it wasn't Bethany. It was Bethany's psychologist that said there's a huge difference between punishment and abuse. 
She's like, punishment is being kicked out of the friend group. Emotional abuse is like, you know, all the things that were said to Raquel. And when you think about it, Sandoval was punished, but not emotionally abused. He was emotionally abused by the fans. Yeah. Let's talk about the cast. The cast, not so much. Poo-poo head, that's like a, you, you call someone that in nursery school. So he was kicked out of the friend group, punished. I, she, yeah. she was both. I also feel like I think that they they begged her to come to the reunion and got her there based on the premise of saying she was going to get to to say her piece. And I really believe in my hearts of hearts that she thought that saying that she was at this like low point and she found something in Sandoval that she didn't know that she needed. I really believe she thought that that was going to convince the group that it was okay for what she did. And it wasn't. So when she tried to say that and get their sympathy, they were like, that doesn't work. Like it, it, so I think she, she went there with like a very weak, weird argument. And so she didn't feel heard and the whole thing was just a disaster. But I still yeah. don't think I'm still not hearing the exact things to kind of for her to move on from this. It seems like she's still on the journey. Yeah. And a lot of people were saying it was just I think it was um, shout out to our friend that went to the Sandoval show with us. Um, she was saying she she probably this was too soon for her to do. She probably shouldn't have done this. She's not ready yet. Yeah, um, it's just she's completely being taken advantage of and exploited once again. And it's it's just sad. I do think that all of us really wanted to hear from her again. And this just, this isn't it. And the amount of commercials that Bethany has in this podcast, it's and then how short it was, like, it's just embarrassing. I mean, to talk about maximizing the exploitation, just... Just put it out there. If you truly care about this girl, no, you're caring about dragging out these numbers. The more you guys, the more podcasts you release in a week, that means you'll chart higher. So it's not necessarily that you're more popular. You're just putting out more numbers. So she's going to chart higher because she's putting out three this week instead of one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's quantity is what drives the numbers and the oftentimes the placements of the rankings drive the ad sales and whatnot. It's all, you know, a money game for her too. But I mean, if she cared, she would have just maybe, yeah. Yeah. Done it a little bit differently, even a one and a two, but three is really excessive, especially when they're 12 minutes of content, 15 minutes of content. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's very clear she's using it as a key crutch to drive her mission, her, her, you know, unionizing and suing Bravo. This is her poster child. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So while I'm sure she cares, I mean, I think the goals are, are ideal of, you know, some of the things she's striving for, but, and I, I'm sure she does believe or, or care about, you know, Raquel's mental health and the fairness of it all. But how much so, I don't know. And how long, you know, mm-hmm. the next flash in the pan, she'll be moving on real quickly. Yeah. And um, they were going to talk about Graham, but I, they ran out of t- 
time in that 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess Graham will come tomorrow. That's well, going to be crazy. So I guess we'll wrap it up with Graham and then whatever else. So, yeah, I mean, I do think I do think this was beneficial for Raquel, not as fully as it could have been, right? She needs more. I think she felt like she paid her dues by taking the emotional abuse. And now why do people still hate her? Like, okay, I paid my dues, you know, and it doesn't really work that way. And unfortunately it, it's even harder for her than Sandoval. And we tend to do that as a society is, you know, blame the woman for things like this more than the man, or they forgive the men more quickly. Yeah. It's pretty common just in the world itself, let alone reality TV. Um, but certainly interesting. I mean, we've been wanting to hear from her and see where she's at. I do appreciate that Bethany's not waiting like week per week. Like that would be so annoying that every day is like, it's worth it. Like I wake up, I listen and it's over. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't affect her, her charting as much if yeah. she did week by week. Okay. Who cares else? about charting though? Like that doesn't even, I know. yeah. It's it's not really a thing anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. What I'm else? Sure. You're going to tell your other stuff on Patreon when we do that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do a Patreon. Um, yeah. We'll get, we'll, we'll be busy recording the rest of the weekend for sure. Yeah. We're going to do part three. We'll do a Patreon on some of the stuff Holly wants to talk about and New York and I put out a Patreon on Below Deck and The Bachelorette. I'm oh. trying to load my Sir videos and pictures, and it just keeps freezing. It's so frustrating. Oh, that's horrible. So, because I know there's people on Facebook that aren't on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys, we put a lot on Instagram. Well, the stories go away, so those are now gone. So I was thinking, okay, I put them in Facebook, especially for those that aren't on Instagram. Um. But I'll keep trying. Maybe I'm just loading too many at once. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like the phone, too. I don't know. And if you have any good ones, I know you got some some good ones oh, outside yeah, I, of. Yeah, I have some new ones, too. So put yours up. I'll put mine up. I was also doing the something about her at night. Uh, but it might be good if you want to show the daytime ones or just mm-hmm. the pictures of because I, when I looked at the one we did the other night, so much of it is black because it's at nighttime. Oh yeah. 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 So you can't see a lot of it, but I'll still post it for you guys to see. So we are scouting out where the outside tables might be. It was very difficult. Like there's no real space. So yeah. I'm so curious to see what they're going to do with that. I really, I really thought that with all of their funding and their momentum, that it would be open like ASAP, but it's it's doing the normal Vanderpump timeline of taking years longer than it should. Yeah. Oh, House of Villains, Jax's show comes out October 12th. Oh, I can't wait. Um, we heard they're doing a premiere party at Jax's Studio City. So I'm sure it's a private party, but, um, Oh, I'm sure we'll be invited by him personally. Yeah. Uh. 
and then Salt Lake City trailer came out. I want to talk about that. I'll maybe do that on Patreon. And I watched Southern Charm, and that was very good. So Nice. You guys look forward to a good season of Southern Charm for sure. Salt Lake looks interesting, but you never know. And House of Villains, I'm sure, will be stupid. But it's got to be better than Stars on Mars. Ooh, and Special Forces comes out too, right? Yeah. I think that's in September. And then is Kristen's show still going to be on or not? That stupid goat show? I don't know. Greatest of all time? I mean, I had heard end of the year, but why would... Why does it take a year? I have no idea. I'm over it. So, yeah. Okay, awesome. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow for part three. Okay, sounds good. Bye. Okay, bye.